0: FIS Castaway, the podcast keeping you in the know about the shipping and commodity world. To keep up to date, sign up to our FIS Live app at www.fis-live.com or follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Welcome back to Castaway, FIS's freight and commodity podcast. It is Wednesday the 13th of October and I'm back and the main crew is back. We've got Kerry here and Theo as well. So the three musketeers. Good, on, good to be uh, back. Good to be back in the middle
1: of a, a very long LME week this week in London. Uh,
0: so Exactly. So we've got a kind of normal podcast episode for you this week, looking at the news, looking at those indexes and looking a bit behind the scenes of what's been happening over the last week in or so in those markets. So in the news, well, the Kremlin's ambassador to the EU has called on Europe to mend ties with Moscow uh, to avoid future gas shortages, but insisted that Russia had nothing to do with the recent jump in mm-hmm. prices. Uh, the congressional stalemate over America's debt ceiling looks like it may be easing after Republicans signaled support for a short extension. Taiwan's defense minister said that tensions with China were at a 40 year high. Uh, in Asia, coal shortages are continuing with power cuts in China and threats of the same in India with about three days stock left, I think. In the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, suspended trading of the indebted Chinese property developer Evergrande, uh, its shares. And the EU launched the largest ever green bond with a uh, 12 billion euro sale attracting more than 135 billion euro uh, of orders. And obviously, the main news, the most important news is that with those continuing supply chain problems, uh, we've been warned that there may be Christmas food supply shortages in the UK. So if you do see <laughs> a turkey... Get the turkeys in now, exactly, yeah. Exactly. Get those turkeys in right now. You're hearing it here first. Um, all those Christmas puddings, everything that will last, uh, buy it right now. Uh, but then let's look at the indexes. Uh, on Brent, we have seen a marginal increase. Uh, 82.70 was Tuesday the 5th close FS report, and yesterday closed 83.36, but above that 80 level. So we smashed through that since I was last recording this. Indeed. On the uh, high sulfur fuel laws. Uh, we are dropping on the 3.5% Rotterdam, uh, 464.80, down about a percent. The SING 380, however, was up 0.5% at 490. Uh, ROT 0.5%, that was up 1.9%, 566.28 closing last night. And the SING 0.5, 589.03, up 2.6%. And the high five, some big swings on the uh, the last couple of weeks, uh, was 86 last week, last Tuesday. And 99 yesterday, up 15.1%, and 86 for this thing, moving to 101, back above that 100 level, up 17.4%. Uh, Kerry, what at the freight? Yeah, the Cape Size at
1: 79535 on the Cape Size 5TC. That's down $1,342, or 1.6% week on week. Uh, worth noting, it did drop much more sharply this morning. Um, another five thousand. Uh, the Panamax 4TC at thirty-three thousand eight one four. That's down one hundred nine dollars, or zero point three percent week on week.
0: And Theo on the iron.
2: Uh, on the iron, uh, the plat sixty two percent yesterday uh, settled at one hundred twenty eight dollars fifty, which is up ten dollars seventy, or nine percent week on week. The fast market sixty five percent settled at one hundred fifty two dollars thirty, which is up thirteen dollars eighty. Uh, up 10%. And the uh, spread 65 62 uh, settled at $23.80, which is up $3.10, which is up 14.98% week on week. And then on the tankers, uh, TC2
0: flap 100 and now 100. TC5 103.93 uh, closing 104.29 movement 0.3% uh, up. The T3C, the VLs down 1.4%, but we have finally moved out of starting with a three handle uh, 40.95. And TD25, big mover of the week, at 24.9%, 102.5%. And then finally, with the carbon markets, uh, EUA future, this Deck 21 currently trading around 59.75 euros with the Deck 22 at $60. And the GEO, that's voluntary side on the CME, uh, $6.25, Deck 21. And the NGO, $8 flat for Deck 21 also. Well, moving into what's been happening. Why don't we start with you, uh, Kerry, on the, on the freight as the 5,000 bucks moving down. Exactly. Well, what goes up must
1: come down, as they say. Um, Although I think in the case of the Cape markets, the steep sell-offs over the past few days have left a lot of traders scratching their heads. It is quite true that the speed and scale of the rise on these Capes has left a lot of people looking for explanations. Uh, Looking at recent trade flows, it's pretty clear one of the key drivers has been the increasing ton mileage on coal shipments. Those coal shortages coming to bite, both thermal and coking. And, uh, and all of that surplus, incremental surplus coal that's coming out is coming out of the U.S., which makes for some very long front hauls as that gets shipped out to Asia. Um, paired with these ongoing COVID-related crew change delays at ports worldwide, this has been, I think, what's really helped to boost rates to current levels. Now, these factors certainly haven't changed in the short term. So the sell-off on the physical indices probably a little bit sentiment driven. Uh, despite the Cape 5 TC average falling by almost $5,000 this morning again to uh, 74540 we are hearing that a front haul was fixed today for delivery off the continent, 21st, 22nd, October dates at $120,000 a day. So well above index, indicating that index probably has to rise again tomorrow or at least level out. Um, now on paper, we've seen a lot of people profit taking. I think that accounts for the sharp drops we've seen both last Thursday and yesterday Uh, but it's worth noting those moves have been on relatively thin volumes compared to to the volumes we saw on the way up the November Cape 5 TC trading 52,000 this morning on FIS live that's down 10,000 week on week while the Q1 continues to see a very very heavy backwardation trading 27,950 this morning down a tick over a thousand week on week The Panamax's have been vastly more range bound over the past week. A steady physical market has supported the levels on the paper, um, although the sharp sell off yesterday on capes and some generally toppy talk in the market saw the Panamax front month sold down as well. Uh, Activity in both basins, though, on the physical remains healthy, and any selling yesterday sort of had an air of caution about it, I think, trading in relatively light volume on the way down, thinning out right at the close, leaving the curve looking a little more balanced. This morning, we've already seen a bit of a bounce back with the November 4TC Panamax paper trading at 38,975. This morning, the Q1 holding at 30,875.
0: And I think it's probably worth putting in a little bit wider context. We've got some great figures from MRI senior analyst here, at AFIS, looking at where we were kind of year to date versus year to date huh. last year. Yeah. Uh, just to give you a kind of sense of that. So <laughs> 2020, you posted over seventy seven hundred thousand lots for Cape Size yeah. alone. Uh, yet in 2021, we were already seeing more than 50% increase in volumes compared to that 2021. and 100 so. And 100%, or more than 150% increase in rates, or average rates. Yeah. Because uh, if you remember all the way back in terms of, and this is true of CAPES and it's true of Panamax and Supermaxes as well, looking at those which were... Average rates for 2020 below 8,000 a day. Yeah. And now you're looking above 25,000 Exactly for this year. So some incredible movements. And, 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 and that
1: average is likely to, to probably move up, um, you know, for the, for the remainder of the year. So And
0: staying on current rates, yeah. estimated that we would actually get through 900,000 days cleared, Mark, um, at current yeah. rates continuing.
1: at current rates continuing. So the notional values in that market have just gone up fantastically. Um, the volumes are super liquid on the capes, as you would guess, right? You know, these extreme moves we've seen. Back and forth this year have, I think, highlighted to many, many people why they need to be hedging yeah. um, their CAPE exposures and really their freight exposures
0: across dry. And it's a nice one looking at the, uh, the Panamax is very close, tantalizingly close to that one million mark. As well. Exactly, exactly. So perhaps I think that we'll see, see if we can finally push through that
1: level this year on volumes. I'm exactly. sure we definitely yeah. will yeah. Uh,
0: on this kind of thing. Um, and also looking at the, all these factors and the big questions of, especially the backward data curve, all questions of when this is going to come off are causing this volatility that we are exactly. seeing in the market. Um,
1: exactly. I, yeah. and, and, and and of course, the, the COVID-related supply chain disruptions. This is the manifestation of those in the freight markets as well. Yeah.
0: So everyone loves another story about uh, supply chain problems <laughs> exactly. in 2021. Uh, but now moving on to oil and products. We have... Kind of generally seen an increase uh, in prices along with the rises that we've seen in Brent. Um, we have seen some divergence between the Rotterdam and the Singapore uh, bunker prices. So you can see that reflected uh, in the east west rates. So there's a difference between eastern fuel and western fuel, as, as the name denotes, uh, with rock prices dropping relative to Sing. So the 380 east west, the high sulfur east west, uh, was $18.50. A week ago, is now twenty five, twenty five. Wow! And the point five east west was eighteen twenty five, and is now twenty two and seventy five. Uh, yesterday, uh, closing on things, so you can really see that those things have widened significantly uh, on the prices, making Singapore relatively more expensive on things. And what I guess accounts for a large proportion of that move has been the dropping demand for high sulfur grades. And was and it's weakened the crack and you can see that again week on week, minus 850 a week ago, uh, minus 940 yesterday. So significant move off, nearly a whole whole dollar on the crack uh, for, for prices. And we have seen that this has been because of that household high software market losing that demand. Um, mm-hmm. especially from um, the Middle East. So we've seen buying interest from Saudi Arabia has declined. Kuwait has not come not issued by tenders for November loading uh, after Great bought around about 80,000 tonnes cargoes in October and electricity demand for air conditioning and in the Middle East is growing weaker as the temperatures come off towards the end of the year so we're seeing that reflected in the market now and it has pulled down those those Rotterdam yeah. prices meanwhile if you're looking at the kind of medium size uh, medium level sulfur content of fuels we are seeing a lot more tightness for that uh, This kind of around about the one percent level of things which is very important for blending and everything else so you could see this increase in have more problems for those which are blended products for for lower sulfur yeah slow lower sulfur fuels um especially amid the movement towards that uh with the really high LNG mm. prices that we've had so something definitely to keep an eye on if that's something that's going to be affecting you uh, on that so again it looks like the, the scrubbers are finally coming to their own but will <laughs> exactly be- exactly we'll be screwed somewhat in terms of environmental regulation but that's another story. <laughs> uh, we're seeing other things such as major energy traders gumfort and mercuria have reduced the size of their trading positions and commodity houses have been expanding their natural gas dealings in in recent years signing long term contracts um, and the corresponding short positions in derivatives large losses on those so a lot of movement happening in the nat gas and everything that's been going on with the lng as well yeah i'm sure that there's lots of other stories and things that have been happening it's the big bit which is uh, even filtering through to kind of non-commodity news on the bbc and others so it's definitely a story which is affecting everyone around the world yeah currently um all the people who've been warning of these higher prices we had uh, obviously outlined in the news that russia potentially could be increasing those supplies into coming into winter, but uh, this could be is not going to be a situation that's going away, especially coming to European winter, which is where a lot of these problems are, are really becoming quite acute for, for businesses yeah. and suppliers.
1: And again, you want to watch for whether or not uh, that affects the shipping markets as well, the dry bulk. Again, the, the Europeans may well have to look, as much as they don't want to, at firing up a few more coal power plants this coming winter. Um, and so watch those Panamax rates if that happens. Obviously, yes. so you know that that will be shipping mainly on Panamaxes coming out of the states, coming out of South America. So
0: especially for countries with high yep. coal usage, such as Germany, which is around exactly. about thirty percent still. Exactly. Uh, unlike the UK, which is vastly more exposed to the gas prices <laughs> with uh, about forty percent of electricity. <laughs> exactly on gas but looking at the EIA which we had uh we had builds last week uh plus 2.3 million on crude plus 3.3 on gasoline a very slight draw in distillates uh, and a drop in refinery utilization to below 90 percent 89.6 now um it is delayed by day this week because of the US holiday on Monday so we will have API tomorrow Uh, APR this evening sorry and the EIA tomorrow at four o'clock UK time so something else to look out there for a kind of indication of what's happening in the US market but on the physical sides coming from our our partner engine and if you want to see a lot more of these reports and also their physical bunker prices do log into our app and sign up to FIS live Um, they've seen kind of a more mixed direction recently uh, as Brent values have been volatile throughout most of the day if you're looking at Rotterdam we've seen prices up 20 bucks, Fijara 7 bucks and Gibraltar 6 bucks for the very low sulfur The low sulfur marine gas oil is also up in of 30 bucks seeing 27 up and Gibraltar also less so but uh, not so much of a problem it's seeming in the US with kind of less of a price movement but real big movements in terms of high sulfur fuel oil in Gibraltar up 31 bucks. Uh, per metric ton there, for are only 16. So it looks like the kind of MED is really suffering from high sulfur shortage and some more movements on the other fuels uh, in the other bits. But that's what we're seeing on on, on the oil. And we've, we've got through to that. I think it was Goldman Sachs who said that we would be at 80 bucks oil. Yeah. And um, lo and behold, we are. <laughs> cool. Indeed. But moving on, iron ore to finish off and round off the week. Theo, what have we seen? Hey, guys.
2: Uh, the iron ore futures halted from the post-Golden Week surge as China pledged to curtail steel output, uh, which put pressure on the iron ore demand. So prices fell even more today, though are still up 30% in just three weeks. So the market has been whipsawed. Having a look at the third day volatility, I see that it's now over 80%, which is heading back to its uh, high of 90% we saw in mid-September. So the big question for Q4 is how China's measure to cap the annual steel volumes uh, from last year's record will be implemented. I mean, some steel steel mills are expected to increase production this month after achieving deeper than expected production cuts. And as profitability increases, but other market watchers predict curbs may intensify towards the end of the year when construction activity typically slows. Uh, China's manufacturing sector is also uh, dealing with an uh, escalating energy crisis that's restricting uh, industry activities. Overall industrial power use could be cut by 10 to 15% in November and December, which will potentially translate into a 30% slowdown in activity in the most energy-intensive sectors such as uh, steel, uh, chemicals, cement making, etc. cetera. Uh, Monday, we did see, which was yesterday, we did see prices come off and um, off the back of meals um, restocking after the, the week-long holiday in China and physical traders are now waiting to see what the uh, winter pro- production policy will be in the next one or two weeks. I read today that steel mills are still in the areas around Beijing and Teijing and Haibei. province are required to cut output during the coming uh, heating season from mid-November to mid-March to reduce emissions. And that's according to a statement from uh, the Ministry of Industry Information and Technology. So mills must cut their annual uh, output reduction targets by, this, by the end of this year and mills show also rationed uh, steel production during January the 1st, the 15th to, of March next year by at least 30% of output from the same time this period last year. Uh, steel output was down 7.8% month on month and 10.3% year on year in Q3 this year, according to the Chinese Iron Iron and Steel Association. And interesting to note that the steel rebar output last week had unexpectedly increased. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but China, sorry, go on.
1: No, I, I think that's very interesting in the context here because the Chinese government has obviously made it very, very clear at this point that they're willing to let industry shut down in order to keep the lights on for residential customers effectively. Um, and, uh, and in fact, they may, may well regard this as a win-win situation since they were trying to curb steel output anyway.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so it's funny to see that rebar cranking back up, uh, yeah. any explanation behind that Theo?
2: No, no explanation. I mean, apart from the, the uh, strong steel mill margins and profitability there, that's pretty much all I can see. Yeah. There's any other reason for it? Um, but uh, when it comes to iron ore, though, the, um, the imports from iron ore uh, month on month this, uh, this September were down 1.9%. Uh, 1.9%. The Australian uh, iron ore shipments uh, were, last week were pretty much flat, but the Brazilian uh, consignments were down about 2.1 million tonnes week on week. I mean, normally these lower shipments should mean price support, but the news uh, for Alizanzhi province spending an output from 60 flood-affected coal mines probably will temporarily undermine the sentiment, I think. Um,
1: okay. It's a pretty interesting time. Yeah, very interesting indeed. Uh, surprising, somewhat, that the support's still there at these price levels for the ore. We'll have to see where that goes if this uh, the story of production curbs and power shortages continues.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've been I was been reading someone talking about a seventy five dollar hand on the uh, on Q four. I mean, that's uh, quite a significant drop if we get to that that point. Yeah, exactly.
1: Since we're sitting in Q four now, um, then uh, that is quite a significant drop that needs to happen quite soon.
2: Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Just wait and see this, this uh, energy crisis is not going away it just seems like it's, it's uh gripping the entire world and entire complex so um it'll be interesting to see how this is going to affect uh prices coming to the end of the year exactly
0: and it was poetic looking at the fact that when we started this podcast and was it end of february 2020 2020 yeah and we had iron ore prices around about 60 bucks
1: exactly <laughs> and
0: now we're discussing going well it's 75 handle on that Q4. We could be coming down again on that. And yeah. the, the entirety of um, with episode 75 of the podcast today and the, in the entire movement, we've moved up over 200, 200. And what was the top of the... 220. Yeah. 220 yeah. and then back down to potentially coming down to 75 uh-huh. again. So, it is uh, a... Yeah, a genuine roller coaster that we've been uh, going on when we're discussing these things, and we're coming into a Q4 with all those problems of the energy crisis, all those problems of production, the political situation that's happening, mm-hmm. as well with Russia clearly playing uh, a game, and all the things are about politically for the environment and the institutions going on as well, uh, as well as China, well, presidency is going well. We will unite Taiwan with mainland <laughs> China.
1: Yeah, watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, there so, might not be much uh, yeah. of the
0: space left after Exactly, uh
1: Indeed, indeed. Interesting times.
0: We'll be bringing everything that's happening in terms of the commodity world and the impact of that well, on here.
1: And speaking of the impact of that, we have the FIS Green Summit coming up, don't we?
0: We do indeed. So if there's anyone out there who's going, carbon emissions, what's that? Uh, I have to do this? Question mark. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Uh, then we are hosting a two-day Uh, conference about carbon and especially a a good section there on shipping. So if there's any people out there who's looking at the the shipping and carbon, uh, this is true of both voluntary and compulsory and all those terms and everything will be explained on the day. But do go uh, get in contact with us at green at freightinvestor.com if you uh, are interested in the conference. Two-day conference in Wembley, London, uh, where we have industry speakers and some of the great traders who are currently doing it to explain what's going on uh, on that and that is the uh, 24th to the 25th of November so do make sure you get your places uh, for that uh, and I don't think there's anything else left for this week
1: no not for my end no no sure. me, not here either Excellent.
0: So, for all those listeners, do get on that Green Summit. We're going to be having uh, some great speakers, and it's going to be be a good event. And it's not going away. So, it's something you definitely have to get on. Well, COP26 is
2: coming up, up, isn't it? So, uh, it's going to be on everyone's lips, isn't it?
0: Exactly. Exactly. oh But for listeners, do join us again next week, where we'll be back with our usual overview of markets and probably some crazy story of what's happening in iron ore and freight, as usual. But uh, see you next week.